Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. They've raised the bar on Rochester Sports Talk. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. I am, and we're looking forward to this. I mean, it is a short week, and it makes it awfully hard, in particular on, on the players, um, you know, to make it a quick turnaround. But we're looking at this as a, as a great opportunity. We really are. Um, great excitement in Western New York. Uh, the, the weather, as you mentioned, is outstanding. It's been outstanding this week, and um, nowhere better than right here, as, as Coach Levy said right now. So let's let's, uh, let's get it going this Thursday night. Here's Buffalo Bills head coach. Excited for the opportunity Thursday night football tomorrow night, and, and we welcome in our next guest it's bruce nolan from buffalo rumblings the bruce exclusive podcast we do a thing bruce called blame assessment monday when the bills put up a stinker like they did on on sunday in foxborough and one of our regulars rick reached out to us and said you know what you really need to have bruce on to teach us about the plurality pie bruce welcome into the sports bar your inaugural visit please tell us about the plurality pie so plurality pie originated out of the idea that there is never one answer for a win or a loss. As much as we'd like to make it believe and make ourselves believe that there is one particular answer, there's usually multiple factors, and it usually arises out of the idea that we think wins and losses are a quarterback stat, which is an idea that I have railed against for many, many years. But plurality pie is essentially a divvied-up version of Blame Assessment Monday, where I can, after a win or a loss, I can cut pieces of a pie and say, well... This person, I think, had this amount of impact. This person had this amount of impact. And when you do that, regardless of whether you get particular with the percentages or not, it reinforces as a weekly thought exercise the idea that there's an ultimate team sport involved when you're talking about football. And that we really need to get out of the mindset of saying, well, if it wasn't for this one thing, the game would have ended different because there are, you know, over 100 plays in every single football game, each one of which, if gone differently, could have impacted the outcome. And so plurality pie is based around that idea. Well, I, I guess we can kind of go back over the Jags loss if we want to or the Narrow Giants win or what happened last week. I think fans want to know, Bruce, how do you fix this moving forward? And if we're going to go with uh, the biggest part of the pie here, in my opinion, I, I'm I'm going to start here with McDermott. And, and my question is this here. Has, you know, going even back to week one, has he overcorrected to the point when he talks about complementary football? 
has he actually neutered this offense that he's so concerned about turnovers and whatnot or whatever failings he may see in his own defense here that he's actually preventing, in a way, the offense from doing what they need to do here, and that's attack downfield? I think neutered is too strong of a term, but I think that there are pretty notable differences when you dive into specifically play-calling tendencies and things like the Bills are behind pace when it comes to neutral pass rate, which is how often you pass the ball in circumstances where the game script is not out of hand. You are not winning by a lot or losing by a lot late at games, which has a tendency to skew it. What you're trying to do when you identify neutral pass rate is you're trying to identify what is the plan when the plan isn't being acted upon by some sort of outside force as far as game script goes. And the Bills are behind in neutral pass rate this year, depending on where they have been. And when you dive in further in play-calling tendencies, when you talk about pass rate over expectation, specifically, it's second and short. And second and short is a scenario where the old adage is actually one of those things where a lot of these times these myths, like, well, you got to run the ball and stop the run, and defense wins championships. And a lot of these things don't actually end up being true. But one of the old adages, which is the best time to take a shot play is second and short, that one actually does hold up. And what you've seen from the Buffalo Bills this year is they've been much more willing to just run the ball, try and get the first down on second and short than previous years where they were taking shots down the field. They were trying to get those big plays. And so that's one of the biggest things that has been a shift in mentality. So while I'm not willing to go as far as to say neutering, I think we have a significant sample size enough to know that there has been at least a semi-mind shift that I would very much like to see corrected when it comes to offensive play-calling tendencies. Yeah, and Bruce, we know you're tight with Nate Gary. He's one of our favorites here in the sports bar as well. He did a great job pointing out just the lack of creativity there on second and, and five or less in, in the Bills. Getting first downs, but not taking those those deep downfield shots. We've also spent a lot of time just kind of wondering like what's going on inside the mind of Josh Allen and, and maybe to an extent Ken Dorsey as well um, when you, you know that there was an emphasis on self Preservation for Josh Allen. We want to make sure that that he has a long career as a franchise quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, and he can't keep taking these hits, these unnecessary hits when he's escaping the pocket, when he's when he's got a designed run play. It feels as if that's that slowed his game down a little bit. And there have been times where he can clearly run downfield. He's not taking those shots. He's not. He's not. You know. He, in the in the I guess in the in, for self preservation purposes. His game feels like it's suffered. Are you seeing the same thing? I am. I think that if you look at just as simple of a stat as carries per game, it's almost half of what you have historically expected from Josh Allen. And part of me makes it wonder if it's... I know that the design run thing is, is certainly a concerted effort on behalf of Ken Dor- Dorsey and Sean McDermott, but the scrambling is different. And... If you think about week one, if you go all the way back to week one, and we saw a very wild version of Josh Allen, but not necessarily a good wild version because of the turnovers and the refusal to take the profits when they were there in the past game. And you wonder after how badly that went and how he reacted at the podium post week one, you wonder if he's overcorrected a little bit. He talked a lot this week about low positive mindset and trying to stay a little bit calm. And you do wonder if he's overcorrected. So part of this, from a designed run standpoint, I think is part of the plan. And then the other part of this, it's possible to divide up the, if you were to divide up a plurality pie for this, 
it'd be impossible to tell how much of this is Josh and how much of this is Sean McDermott because we saw Sean McDermott all week one screaming at Josh Allen, be smart, yeah. be smart, yeah. when he tried to jump over two people when he was five yards short of the the goal line. I'm sorry, five yards short of the first down marker. So you know that it's in him, but you wonder if there's been an overcorrection, and you add to that the shoulder injury. So the last two weeks, now we're dealing with the potential shoulder injury. So that changes things. And so when you're trying to divide up the why between play calling specific design, Josh Allen's mindset, and a shoulder injury, it gets really muddy as far as isolating the specific why, because all three of those things could be at play in differing amounts. Bruce Nolan is our guest. Um, I, there's another piece of the pie that I want to kind of explore with you, and that's actually personnel. And Bruce, uh, it was about this time last week, we were joined by Maggie Gray, who was on WFAN, now CBS Sports Radio in the mornings. And she's actually a great person to have on because she's a Bills fan, and she has her husband from Rochester. And one of her points last week was that this Bills offense – misses the slot receiver that they haven't had somebody since Beasley and, and McKenzie for a little bit here. Is that an important piece? Should the Bills try to develop you know, a, a Surefield or maybe a Kincaid in this regard? I think it matters. I think it matters a lot because it allows Josh Allen to get to that read earlier because one of the things you've noticed with Josh Allen, he does have a tendency to hang on to his reads early in the progression a little bit longer than potentially he should. And most of the time that's because of pressure. But if you look at 2020 and the way Josh Allen responds to pressure, it's, well, I know exactly where Cole Beasley is going to be. And I'm completely fine taking the profits with Cole Beasley. And if they decide to bring pressure, that's fine. But I have a hot route that can get me eight, nine yards. And we're just going to, we're going to kill you that way if we have to. And I think trying to develop that underneath target, I hope it's Dalton Kincaid to be able to do that, is valuable because it allows Josh Allen to know that I don't have to hang on to this Stephon Diggs read. I can go through because I trust what the second read is. I trust what the hot route is. I trust what my pressure look is. I trust what it's going to be versus zone versus what it's going to be versus man because that changes the progression. And so I think having a secondary receiver that Josh Allen feels comfortable with will allow him to not necessarily hang on to those early progressions the way that we would prefer that he not against pressure. I don't think it has to be a slot wide receiver per se. It just has to be somebody. And so for me, I'm looking at Dalton Kincaid as being that guy. I think when you saw the way that the Buffalo Bills reacted when they drafted him and the way they described him, I think that that ability to control the middle of the field, that ability to be that, that release the ability to be the safety valve. And I don't mean that as far as just chip and outlet. I mean, as far as being that hot route versus pressure and being that zone beater and trusting that he's going to be where he's supposed to be when he's supposed to be there, I think it's really, really important. The difference between having one target you trust and two is a very, very big deal for this offense. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Bruce Nolan, the Bruce exclusive. Buffalo Rumblings, our guest in the sports bar. It's Danger and Bataglia on the fan. Rochester. I want to shift to the defensive side of the ball because injuries are well documented. You really get to a sense of just how much Matt Milano, Daquan Jones, and Trey White are missed as the Bills defense just doesn't quite look the same. I want to focus in specifically on the guy that was drafted to potentially be the next Matt Milano and Dorian Williams and and I'm wondering what your thoughts are on how he's been developed up to this point because it feels like they're yo-yoing him a little bit he's in there for part of the game and then Tyrell Dodson steps up and boy I, I don't know have you seen anything from Dorian Williams in terms of his play that that justifies the the yanking uh, uh, of you know and the benching of him for the second half of the Patriots game in favor of Tyrell Dodson and, and do you think we see more opportunity for Dorian Williams here against Tampa Bay tomorrow night? I think Dorian Williams played to his scouting report so far. And so the people who study Dorian Williams coming out, I think had some concerns about his ability to play Mike in the NFL. And it had nothing to do with his size. A lot of people had the size narrative kind of on their lips when they said, well, you know, play in the middle. Hey, you know, he's big enough to play in the middle. It's never been about size. It's about processing. And what the Patriots did was they threw a lot of motion. They threw a lot of shifts at Dorian Williams, they put his eyes in the wrong places, and the misdirection got him a couple times. He got got. And I think when you ask Dorian Williams to see ball, get ball, and you ask him specifically to chase, run and chase, I think he's an effective linebacker who can make some plays. He plays fast. He plays physical. I think he's good in coverage. But I think when you start to throw a lot of eye candy at that position, I think you have an opportunity as an offense to open up some gaps in the run game and in the quick pass game. And I think that's what got him against the Patriots. And I think a lot of those things were alleviated when Tyrell Dodson came in there. And I think it's going to be a part of the learning process. I I don't think that anyone who watched Dorian Williams coming out of college is surprised by the fact that, okay, maybe, maybe his eyes were in the wrong spot a couple times, but when, when he has a runway to go on and he, he pulls the trigger, comes downhill, he plays fast, he plays physical. We're really happy with that. But as far as the processing side go, he looked like a rookie. He looked like the person who needed more reps there. And so it's going to be a matter of uh, appetite and tolerance when it comes to are we willing as a defensive staff to let him be out there and make those mistakes and have an offense take advantage of those things and just say we're just going to play through it? Or when we start to see some of those things, are we going to pull him off the field for Tyrell Dawson, get him in the film room on Monday and go, okay, now, do you see what they're doing to you here? And try and teach him that way. And so Sean McDermott made a call. I do think that it helped a little bit when Tyrell Dodson came in there from that specific aspect, but it's going to have to be a storyline moving forward when it comes to Dorian Williams' play on the field. Bruce Nolan is our guest bringing it here in the sports bar. Um, so Tuesday, coming up next week, uh, regardless of whatever happens uh, coming up tomorrow night, it is the NFL trade deadline. And uh, gosh, I mean, like you go back two weeks, people were saying, hey, you may need a corner, you need a wide receiver, and I would listen to you need a linebacker. So I guess I'll ask you a two-part question. I mean, what would you like to see the Buffalo Bills do or Brandon B. do uh, next Tuesday or what what should actually be the expectation here, Bruce? Or are they the same here? I think that if the last couple of years have taught us anything, it's that he will be go sniffing around. Brandon B will go sniffing around for any values he can get. Um, I think that when you ask me personally what I'd like to see, I would like to see a linebacker for exactly the reason you said. Um, I think that I was concerned about linebacker when I came into this year. 
And then Terrell Bernard has played absolutely great, has alleviated a lot of those concerns. You lose Matt Milano in a particularly bad time. I think if you lost Matt Milano late in the year after Dorian Williams had had some development, maybe you feel a little differently about this. But the name that keeps popping up for me is Joseph Jewell from the Denver Broncos. I think the Denver Broncos have been said, hey, we're willing to listen on specifically these players. Um, unfortunately, I don't think Patrick Sertan is one of those players. Hmm. As much as I love Patrick Sertan, I think that it would it would take a, a very meaningful offer to pry him away from the Denver Broncos. But I think that a player like Josie Jewell who can come in, I think, solidify that linebacker spot, I think, would help if the Buffalo Bills feel like he would be able to catch on quickly and be able to play in their system. I think that the other thing you got to look at is one-tech defensive tackle. I think that if you watch the game against the Patriots, I think we're not surprised that losing both of your defensive tackles made the Buffalo Bills weak against the middle. But I think that if your options are you're clamoring for Eli Anku, I think that I was very, very pleased. And the fact that I was very, very pleased to see the Buffalo Bills bring back Eli Anku probably tells you what you need to know about the addition of a one-tech defensive tackle of this team because you cannot ask Tim Settle or Jordan Phillips to anchor against double teams consistently in the run game, especially against a gap scheme, and really hold up. And so if there's a one-tech out there, I'll take it. I have scoured the, the, the trade targets and haven't found a lot that really pop out to me, but I'm going to continue to do so because that's an area of, of concern for me. Bruce, uh, really enjoyed our time this afternoon. Glad you uh, made it into the sports bar. Wanted to make sure you had some time to tell everybody where they can get more of the work that you're doing covering the Buffalo Bills. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bruce Exclusive. My show, The Bruce Exclusive, drops every Thursday on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network, and I do write as well for buffalorumblings.com. All right, so so one follow-up question here, and I call it the Gus Farratt rule in our show because one time, you remember Gus Farratt played quarterback, and, well, you're going to have yeah. Gus Farratt on the show, and he was promoting a podcast. you got to ask him about headbutting the wall, right? And so the, in that contest, the only time I'm going to ever ask it, how, how, the, the Bruce, has, has the real Bruce Nolan ever actually reached out to you here, Bruce? The real Bruce Nolan has never actually reached out to me, no. I have never gotten a phone call from Jim Carrey asking me about uh, having a discussion about using one of his fictionalized characters. Uh, it was, I never really expected it to be something that would matter from all those years ago when I needed a username for a Buffalo Bills message board. And then here we are, years and years later. Still the, the, uh, the identity has held up all this time. But no, no phone calls so far. Well, you make a lot of great points, Bruce. We appreciate your time and, and uh, your coverage of the team is, is fantastic. We'll uh, continue to check it out online and look forward to talking to you again real soon, bud. Gentlemen, thank you for having me. You got it. There he Thanks. is. Bruce Nolan thank joining you. us in the sports bar. Sounded like he was mobile. We appreciate him carving out some time out of his day to stop by and share his thoughts on the Buffalo Bills. He was great. Smart guy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of smart guys, Scott Reynolds, Peter Report. He's going to join us next. We'll get the Bucks side of things here as we continue to prepare for tomorrow night. Bills, Bucks here on the Fan Rochester pregame coverage tomorrow afternoon starts at 4 o'clock. We'll have Scott Reynolds on with us next here on the Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 